0: SOS Radio On Demand.
1: It changed my heart.
0: On Demand.
1: It changes your life.
0: Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Patrick Morley's book, The Man in the Mirror, is considered one of the 100 most influential books of the 20th century. We're actually talking with him today on SOS Radio. How are you?
1: Hey, Scott. Greetings to you and greetings to all of your listeners as well.
0: You know, it's crazy, you know, we have so many inner thoughts and we have so many things coming at our brains on a daily basis. I mean, you just think about the images you see driving around here in town and looking at billboards, the things that we see on Netflix or even on our phone through social media. And it's interesting because we've got to take our thoughts captive, right? If we want to have authority over our thoughts, we have to think about taking control of the conversation that's in our head, Patrick. Well, that's certainly true. Of course, you have to have the right information, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's really pretty simple. We all know that we have a running conversation all day long. We call it self-talk. We need it right. It's important. That's how we help fit the bits and pieces of our lives together. Here's the thing, folks. We're not the only voice up there. There are four other voices that are constantly exerting themselves to influence what we think, say, and do. Those four voices from the Bible are the world, the flesh, the devil, and the Holy Spirit. And our job is to figure out which voice is speaking and then take control of the conversation.
0: Sounds simple, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. It sounds simple until you try to do it all on your own and you realize, I am just failing and taking authority over any of it. First of all,
1: thinking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, I hope you know it's a hymn, not it That is a pretty good starting point, just to, to realize that the Holy Spirit is God in us. Very difficult to understand, but we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we're vessels. And Scott, I would say that at this point, after my salvation, if you will, that really the Holy Spirit has become my most intimate friend.
0: We've all heard the saying, the battle is won or lost in the mind, right? And we're talking with Patrick Morley today at SWS Radio. Our minds, they're incredibly powerful. And if we train it to think a certain way, or if we take our thoughts and put them in line with what the Holy Spirit's teaching us, we work a certain way. But we can really transform everything in our lives when we surrender to God's Holy Spirit. Now, Patrick, you know how can we best turn down the volume on all the negative voices in our life and turn up the volume of the Holy Spirit?
1: First, probably big step is to understand a little bit more about each of the voices, where they come from, how they work. For example, the voice of the world, most of your listeners probably are familiar with uh, Romans chapter 12, verse two, which says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. So don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. So what world is that? Well, there's a lot of leftover beauty in this world. So in the Bible, when the world is talked about, it's usually referencing the fallen world, that part of the world that's gone astray. And it's subtle, too. Uh, for example, when I was a young guy trying to get a good start on my career, I had a guy tell me one day, he said, well, you know, I, I think you have potential, but you don't have enough gray hair. You're too young. And then most of the older guys that I've talked to, they are out looking for a career, and people are saying, well, you know, you know, your time has come and gone. You know, we don't really need you anymore. So the world will tell you, basically, it doesn't make any difference if you're young or old. You really can't make a difference, you see but the bible tells a whole different story i mean when you look at, at jesus joseph and others started their careers very early david king david around 30 years of age right right to the top and then you have older guys more mature guys like moses didn't even begin his career until 80 so the bible tells a very different story than what the world wants you to believe and so what i want to do is in this book the four voices is just you know help help our readers think through that understand that Uh, It's not complicated in one sense. Of course, it's when you get into the battle, it's, you know, no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy. But it is pretty simple once you understand how it works. So that's what I wanted to do in writing this book.
0: Patrick Morley has written 22 books and more than 750 articles, and we're talking with him today on SWS Radio about the conversations in our head. You wrote a book called The Four Voices, and in the book you present this question. You know, we'll talk about if— Jesus could fix the world. Why hasn't he done it? And you say, you know it's a fair question, but it misses the entire point of Jesus' purpose in coming to the world. Like, Patrick, if you already even start to break that down, what do you think God's ultimate purpose was?
1: We don't have to guess, uh, fortunately. Jesus has said exactly why he came. In Luke 19:10, he said, "My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is from another place." And he said that he came to seek And to save the lost. Now that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to better the world. We certainly should. Jesus certainly did. You know, he healed the sick, fed the poor, cared for everyone, uh, really from a rich young ruler to uh, a woman caught in adultery. So, by all means uh, possible, let's see if we can't figure out the solutions to you know racial injustice, sexual violence, human trafficking, all of these things, and work for the peace and prosperity of our communities wherever we live. But Just remember that restoring the world to its pre-fallen state is not what the gospel is actually all about. The gospel helps us to make sense of our world, and then it gives us hope through faith in Jesus. The serenity prayer that famously, Reinhold Niebuhr, the theologian, he said, God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that should be changed, and the wisdom to know the difference. So uh, the idea here. Jesus is not trying to restore the world to its pre-fallen state, and having the wisdom to know the difference is really important.
0: It's interesting because you think about the IQ of a person, you think, oh, that person's smart, but if they don't have maturity, they probably don't have the same wisdom, right? And then others have a lot of wisdom because they have experience, but they may not have the same IQ level or the book smarts as some other people, but God uses them in even bigger ways.
1: Well, it's true, but here's the way I look about IQ and, and our wisdom, and uh, it's what keeps should keep all of us humble. If, let's just say that, uh, you know, you want to swim from California to China, okay, several thousand miles, or maybe just to Hawaii. Okay, so somebody with a low IQ or a low ability, they could, they can swim maybe, what, a half a mile. But let's just say that somebody who really was at the top of peak performance, let's just say they could swim maybe, you know, 20 miles, or who knows, maybe even 40 or 50 miles, uh, you're still several thousand miles short. So uh, even if you can swim 50 miles, don't think of yourself as that much better than the person who can't even swim a half a mile, because in reality, we're all falling so far short of the true wisdom of God. And that's why we need to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit. One of my go-to verses, John chapter 14, verse 26, the Spirit, the Helper— Whom the Father will send in my name, said Jesus, He will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said. And so, the Holy Spirit, He's our Helper, and He's going to teach us all things and He's going to remind us of the things that Jesus has said. And so, I was talking to a man yesterday who's going through a a difficult problem with. um, He is just sideways with his leadership team at a church and. You know he's on the staff, and he doesn't quite know where he stands and everything. And he had a had a meeting, and uh, I said to him, I said, you know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, you know, when you're brought before some authorities, don't worry about what to say; just say whatever comes to your mind at that time. The Holy Spirit will give you the words you need at the time you need them. So, so I think this whole idea of uh, IQ, wisdom. I think the, the the key really to all of this is to bring ourselves into submission to Jesus and His Spirit and then uh, allow Him to orchestrate our lives. In fact, I teach a weekly Bible study and each week my prayer is very routine. It's the same every week. I pray it at the beginning and then I pray it right before I go to speak. I pray, uh, Lord I repent of any self-sufficiency to either prepare or deliver this message, but I want to rely only on your Holy Spirit so that men's faith might rest on your power, not men's wisdom. Make sense?
0: We're talking about taking control of the conversations in our head with Patrick Morley today at SWS Radio. And he's a best selling author, he's written about 22 books. And it's interesting because we want to take authority over all those voices. We've got to discern what voices are speaking into our life. Like, is it the world? Is it the flesh? Is it the devil? Or is it actually the Holy Spirit, Patrick? And it's interesting because I think a lot of us, they miss the Holy Spirit part of you know, the voice of the flesh. You know, when the devil's attacking you. And you can turn on the TV and hear every other voice that just grinds on you. But why do you feel like it's so hard to hear the Holy Spirit's voice? Well,
1: actually, I don't think it is. I think it's just a question of self-discipline and practice and knowing what his voice sounds like. So in the beginning of this book, I work through what I call a quick-start exercise with our readers, and so I've given a lot of just really practical situations, a few examples to help them understand. But, you know, let's just, the situation is, you know, how do you feel when you get out of bed? You know, what's your state of mind? Are you anxious? Are you excited? Are you fearful? Are you angry? And then figuring out, okay, well, what voice do you think that might be? And then uh, throughout the book, we continue to help the reader figure out what it is. But, you know, here, just the practical situations. You're getting out of bed. Uh, You're criticized for your work, uh, situation you get, what happens when you get home from work, what happens when you spend time on social media, maybe when you exercise, argument with your spouse, or connecting with your spouse, then another 15 or 20 of those (laughs) examples like that.
0: Well, I love it. Well, we're talking with Patrick Morley today at SOS Radio and his new book. It's called The Four Voices, Taking Control of the Conversation in Your Head. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Patrick. God, it's an honor. You're good to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the
1: word.